Today's Gendav Samachesim are 17 lines from the top of Samachesim and Alf. Last word on the line, quoting a Pasuk, Asisi li and the Pasuk goes on. But basically, the entirety of today's Dav is going to cover the story, the epic story of Shlema Melech versus Ashmedai, the king of the Shadim. Why are we bringing this now? Because we started the seventh Perek, Vesiyat Deshmai of Gitin yesterday. Misha Achzai Kurdaikis, which was dealing with a case where this Kurdaikis, which Rashi explained to us, was a female shade, a Shida, that's the name of her. She takes over a person and causes him a certain sickness, and that's how the Mishnah started, and that's why now we're going into this story that also has to do with Shedim, Shleim HaMelech specifically, versus the king of the Shedim, Ashmedai. Says the Gemara Pasuk, Asisi li Shleim HaMelech, says, I made for myself, Shonim Mishareis, Mitanugas Bnei Adam, also Tanugas, of people, we're going to explain everything in this Pasuk in a second, Shida Vishidais. So what is this Pasuk exactly? Shonim Mishareis, Elimine Zemer. That's different types of instruments, musical instruments that Shleim HaMelech made. Mitanugas Bnei Adam, the Tanugas of people, what's that? That's referring to Pools and bathhouses, shida vishidas. What's that? So hacha targima over here in Bavel, they were mitargim shida vishidas, shida vishitin, meaning a female and a male shadim. Bimarava Amri in Eretz Yisrael, they, they translate that pasuk. However, that shidato, it's referring to different types of chariots. Amri Biachan Biachan says shloish meyos mine shadim hayu b'shichin in shichin a place there was three hundred types. Of shedim, veshida atzma, but a shida itself, meaning what the shade is itself, ain't yada. I mean, I don't even know exactly how to put it. I don't know what it is exactly. Ma ain't mai. I don't know exactly know what it is. Amar mar hachatargim a shida veshitin. Amar said. So what, what we saw before, according to what we just said, that over here in Bavel, they're targeting that pasuk that Shlomo Melech needed. He said, "I made for myself shida veshitin, a male and a female shade." Says the Gemara, shida veshitin mai baile. Why did Shlomo Melech exactly need? Shade them. Why did what use did he make of a male and a female shade? Says the Gemara because we have a pasuk that says The base hamikdash had to be built. Even shlema, meaning you couldn't use any barzel. You can't use any barzel. You can't use any instruments. Any kalim to cut the rocks and build the base of Mignesh. So how exactly are you supposed to do it? If you can't cut the rocks, it has to be Evan Shlema though. So what are you supposed to do? So I'm supposed to build the base of Mignesh over here, but hey, how exactly am I supposed to do it if I can't use any instruments and metal to cut the rocks? So Amr they told him, Ika Shamira. There's the Shamir worm, the special worm, the worm type creature at least, with supernatural powers that Moshe Rabbeinu used to inscribe the names into the Avne Eifa, the rocks of the Eifa. Now this Shamir was a worm and it had these supernatural powers that it could cut through anything, any type of material. And that's what you basically need to get in order to chisel the rocks and cut them for the base of Megdash at all. So Amr Lui told them, where can I find this Shamir worm? And by the way, Tesis speaks out, Ayn Tesis is where he proves from here from the fact that they're used for the Avne Eifa that the Shamir must have been around also at the time in the second base of Mignesh because Avnei Eifad was also Negea then in the story of Dama Benesina when they got it, it was his father was sleeping, keep it aim, even the gut, even though he was a guy, he kept it as well. Famous of art, but the point is that that happened during the second base of Mignesh and they got it then. So it must be they used the Shamir for then. Some ask sometimes, but the point is right now, we need that Shamir for Shlomo Melech to build a base of Mignesh and to chisel the rocks because you can't use anything else. So he told them, where exactly am I supposed to find it? Hechi Yishtakech. So they told him, I see Shedi Vishintin. So we don't exactly know where the Shamir worm is, but what you could do is capture a male and a female shade, Shedi Vishintin, Kavshinu Adadi, and basically pressure them and torture them a bit until you get the info out of them. It could be that maybe they know. Shedim, by the way, just to speak out what Shedim exactly are. There's something in between human and 
way more spiritual. They're somewhere in between the spiritual and the physical. They're part physical, part spiritual. The Gemara tells us they're one of the creations that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. on Erev Shabbos, and they got hopped somewhere in between their metaphysical mashukazeh, that they can have the most of a person. Rashi says that they have the power to, to change their form, and they could look like a person, they could look like not. We're going to see they have webbed feet, but the point is, sometimes you can see them, sometimes you can't, and they're somewhere in between the physical and the spiritual, and they're mazikin primarily. What they do is, they go around and they're mazik, they damage. But, so the Rabbanan advise him, capture a male and a female shade and pressure them. And since, you know, they're a little bit spiritual beings, they have inside information. It could be that they know, oh my God, Allah, and they're going to tell you. So I see Shida, where are we? I see Shida Vishitin. So he brought a Shida Vishitin. He brought a male and a female shade. And that's exactly what he did. He pressured them. And Amri, they caved in and they said, listen, we don't exactly know where this Shamir worm is. But Dilma Ashmedai Malka the Shade Yada. But maybe Ashmedai, the king of the Shadim, he probably knows where it is. So Amr he told him, hey, say, where is this Ashmedai? your king. So they told him, he's on this certain mountain. So what he does is, his sprach over there, how he lives, is he digs a ditch into, that, into the side of that mountain. And he fills it as, with water to be used as his drinking water. And then he covers that hole in the mountain with a big rock where his water supply is. And he seals it off and he closes it with his seal. And he knows that if that seal is broken, someone messed with his water. And every day he goes up to the heavens. And he learns in the Masifta Derekiah. Then he comes down to the land. And he learns in the Masifta Derekiah. And he learns in the down here. Then he checks his seal. As long as the seal is intact, he, um, he reveals it, takes off the rock, and he drinks. And then, and then he closes it again, locks it up with his seal, then he leaves. So, so he gets this information, and now he's ready to act on it. So, he sends Benayu Ben Yoyada, who was the Sartseva of Shlema Melech. He was his general. Benayu Ben Yoyada, by the way, extremely fascinating. The Ben Yoyada, otherwise known as the Ben Ishchai, otherwise known as Rabbi Yosef Chaim Mi Baghdad. The Ben Ishchai, if you notice, all of his Svarim are named Beshem Benayu Ben Yoyada. One of his Svarim is Benayu, one of them is Ben Yoyada on Shas. All these Gemaras, by the way, whenever we come to a Gemara like this, you open up a Ben Yoyada. That's one of your first spots to get. Push up shot over here. But Ben Yoyada, Rav Poyalim, Ben Ishchai, every single one was named after him. He writes in the beginning of his Sefer that when he went to Eretz Yisrael, when he visited the north of Eretz Yisrael, he went to the cave of Ben Yoyada, and over there he realized, I don't know what this means, but he realized that he had a Nitzitz Neshama of Ben Yoyada. Basically, he realized he was a Gilgul of Ben Yoyada from then on. That was his whole life for the rest of his life. And all of his Svarim, he put out Bishem, he put out basically on the name of Benayu Ben Yoda, Benayu Ben Yoda, Ben Yishchai, Rav Pa'ala, Bechulu Bechulu, etc. But either way, Shama Melech sends Benayu Ben Yoda, his Sartseva, to go and capture Ashmedai. So Yav Leishu Shilta Dechakik Al Hashem. He gave him a chain which had the Shem Hashem inscribed into this chain. So basically no getting out of that. Also cuffs that had the Shem Hashem on it. He also gave him like wool. And containers of wine. So we're gonna, about to see what he's going to use all this for. So he went. So he gets to this pit where Ashmedai keeps his water. But again, he has a seal on it. So he's going to know if he got in there. But again, it's on the slope of a mountain. So what he did was he dug from under. And he got in. He dug a pit under Ashmedai. Ashmedai's pit, and he drained out all the water, and he let it go into the pit underwards. Then he closed out the hole with the gvavid amr that he brought, with all the wood 
with all the wool, sorry, that he brought, he plugged the hole that it won't leak anymore. And then he dug another pit on top of Ashmedais, not on bottom this time, on top. And then he spilled all the wine into that one. It flowed into Ashmedais itself, and then he covered it. So he went up and he hid in the tree to watch what would happen. When Ashmedai came, he took off his seal and Galie. He revealed it, and he saw that it's wine, so he wasn't sure what to do. On one hand, he had his seal over there, and everything was good, but now there's wine in there. And he was a little concerned to drink this wine, because Amr, he said, the Pasuk says, the wine is a bad thing, it's for a late, and it confuses you. So, sorry, it's a bad thing to drink wine, and therefore, why would I want to get involved? I'm going to lose my das. And it also says, and therefore, because of these psukim, I'm not going to drink it. But when he got thirsty, he couldn't hold himself back. And he ended up drinking the wine. Rava, he got drunk, and he fell asleep. So Nachiz, comes down now. And and he went and put the chain that had a Baruch's name on it. And he put it on Ashmedai and sat me and he closed the chain on him. When Ashmedai woke up, he was going wild. He was trying to get out of the chain. So told him, him twice that the name of your master is on you it's on you you have no chance stop stop fumbling around you're not going to get out of it so Amalei so once Benayim and took hold of him, he was holding one side of the chain, and he started leading him back to Yerushalayim. So he passed a palm tree. And Chafbeh, he passed this palm tree, and Shadia, he sent it flying, basically. Ashmedai was very strong, and he brushed up against it, and he sends the palm tree flying. Matalabesa, he passed a house. Shadia, he sends the house flying. Matagabe Kuva, he passed a small hut that belonged to a certain almana. But this Amana watched what was happening and she saw her hut was about to go flying and Nafka, she came out in Khan and she pleaded with Ashmedai, she begged him not to bend it, not to knock it over. So Kafa Likumasamine, so Ashmedai felt bad and he bent his height away from it. But through doing that, he saved her hut, but also Itvar Garma. He was in this awkward position and he broke his own bone. And Amar, he commented on that and he said, that's Pshan in the Pasuk that says, a soft lush and a lush naka can be tishaber garma, can break a bone, because she was mishan to me, and because of that, it caused my bone to break. By the way, before we completely turn over from Amanav, just to speak out the bottom taisus, not the bottom, second the bottom, how exactly, why couldn't they just ask the Urimatumim where the Shamir was? Why do they have to use the shadim and everything? So Taisus speaks out of your side, that they didn't want to ask the Urimatumim because something you could find out a different way, basically, Urimatumim is your last stop. If you're able to do it a different way, do it a different way. And that's why they did it specifically through capturing the shadim and going about it this way because if you could figure out something else besides asking the Urimatumim, that's something you should do. Obviously, we're dealing with the first base of English, the beginning of the first base of English. Building it, obviously, they had the Urimatumim. But either way, says the Gemara right there. So, where Ashmedai is going along, he's being brought back to Yerushalayim by Benayu Benayada and Chaza Samya the Havikatai by Urcha. He saw a blind person that was uh, fumbling on the way and he was about to fall down. So, Askil Urcha, he steered him back onto the right there. Chazi Ravyo. Then he saw a drunk person Havikatai by Urcha. He was also, also stumbling on the Way and Askil Urcha, he steered him as well back onto the derch. Chazik Hadvasa, he saw a wedding. Davakamachadi, everyone was happy, though. So Bacha, he cried when he saw that. Shamilu Gavri, he heard a person saying, Davakamar, the Gemara's going to go through everything, why 
he did each thing, each reaction he had in each of these situations. So Shamila Gavri, you heard a person, he was saying to a shoemaker, make me shoes, which will last me seven years. So he laughed when he heard that. He saw this fortune teller that was telling people their fortunes, and he laughed. They waited three days before they brought him in to see Shlomo So Yemekama on the first day, he asked them, am I loy kaboy li why isn't the king visiting me? I thought this is why you brought me. So Amalei, they told him, Ansi Mishtia. He was too drunk last night, and Shlomo Melech has to recover from being drunk. So Shaka Levinta, what he did was, Ashmedai, when he heard that, he took a brick, and Aisib Achaverte, he put it on top of another brick. So Asu Amalei, they came and told Shlomo, Ashmedai's weird reaction when he heard that, and Amalei, Shlomo, with Berev Chachmasa, he told them, Hachi Amalei, this is what he meant to say. This was the nimshal of what Ashmedai did with these bricks. Hadar Ashkui, he was telling you, he put a brick onto another brick to symbolize you should give him more to drink because how do you get out of a bad hangover you drink more Lamacha the next day Amrlehu so he also told them it was the second day already we said he waited three days so the second day he told them why isn't the king bringing me before him so Amrlehu they told him, Ansi Michlo, he ate too much last night and he's not feeling well. He has to recover as well. So, Shaka Levinta Mechaverta. So, what did he do? He took a brick off of the other one and Aisva Aaron, he put it onto the floor. So, also Amr Lehu they came and told Shlaimai what Ashmedai's reaction was. And Amr he told them, Hachi Amr this is what he means to say. This is the Nimshal. Negidu Mechlo, hold back, withhold food from him because if he ate too much, that's what you should do to get better. Stop eating so much food. The Saif, plus after three days, Ayel lekamei, he came before him, and shakal kanya, umashach arba garmidi, vishada kamei. He took a, a reed and measured four amais, arba garmidi, garmida is ama, and he threw it before Shlomo. And Amalei told him, and this is what this symbolized, he told him, michdi, kimayis haugavro, meaning when you die, Shlomo Melch, when you die, lesle badin alma ele dalar garmidi, the only thing you're going to have in this world is the four amas, the four amas that your body takes up. And hashta kavishta lekule ama. And now you, you control the entire world. And you're not satisfied until you also control me, the king of the Shadim. So Amr Leish told him, you know, really, like I really don't need anything from you. I need to build the base of English. And I need something you know about, and I need the Shamir worm in order to build the base of English. Like we explained before. So Amr he told him, I don't have the Shamir worm, however. The Sar of the Yam. The Sar that's in charge of the water, he has this Shamir worm. And the only creature that he lets use this Shamir worm, he gives it to this a certain type of wild chicken, wild bird, that made a Shavua to him, and he trusts him with this Shamir because of this severe Shavua that he made. So what exactly does he do with this Shamir word? So this this wild bird, which we're going to see in a second, is a Duchifas. It's one of the tummy birds in the Torah, which is a Nagar Tura in Targumunculus. But the point is, this Duchifas, it brings it to a mountain, that there's no Yishuv on the mountain, it puts the Shamir, this bird brings the Shamir and drops it at the peak, at the top, top peak of the mountain, and this Shamir worm, we know it breaks through anything, so it splits the mountain in half, and he takes it, now he brings seeds of trees, and he throws it over there, and it turns into a Yishuv, so this is what the bird is busy with, he uses the Shamir to split open mountains really and create Yishuvim. And that's the Targum 
of the Pasuk that describes the Tomei birds, one of the Tomei birds is a Duchifas, and the Targum of that is a Nagartura. And that's the bird we're talking about that's in, that takes this Shamir worm and has a Shvua with the Sarah Shel Yam, and that's why he's able to eat it. So Bad Kukina, so they found the nest the Tarnagalabara of this Nagartura, of this Tarnagalabara, this wild bird, the Islamine, and they found one of them that he had kids in the nest, and they covered it with a thin layer of white glass. So they found this nest, and the little bird lach are inside the nest, and they cover it with a white glass. So Kiyasa, when the bird comes back, he was trying to get into his nest, and he could see his children under it, but he can't get into the nest, because there's, there's glass. So what do you do? This, he's, he obviously has a, a good resource for this. So Azza Aisi Shamir, he went and got the Shamir, and he put it on the glass, and in order to break through the glass, so he could get into the nest. So Ramamikala, so as soon as he did that, they saw that he brought the Shamir worm, and they made a noise. Shadi, they sent the bird away. Shakli, they took the Shamir, and Azal Chonak Nafshe And this bird, this Tarnagalabara, felt so bad that he violated a Shvua because he didn't keep proper... He didn't, he didn't keep the shamir properly and he caused it to get lost. And therefore, he went and he killed himself. He found a bird killing himself. Because of Yeshua, he choked himself. So Benayu said to Ashmedai, he asked him about all these different things that he did, all these different bizarre reactions he had while he was bringing him to Yerushalayim. So Benayu and asked Ashmedai, my time, what's the reason? When you saw that blind person, he was stumbling on the way. Why do you steer him back onto the path? So Amr he told him, it was it was decreed upon him in Shemaim that he's a tzaddik gomer. And someone who does something good for him, good for the tzaddik gomer, he's going to have a schus in Olam Haba. And that's why I helped him out. You help, you help out a tzaddik, it's going to be good for you. Okay, so why did you do the same for the drunk person that was stumbling on the way? Why did you steer him back onto the path? So Amalei answered him, it was passing on him in Shemayim that he's actually a Rasha Gomer. And it did something good for him in this world. So he'll get all his chuyas used up in this world and he's not going to have anything in the next world. And my time, so why when you saw the wedding where everyone was happy, why did you cry? So he told them, the reason I cried, everyone was all happy at this wedding, but this person is going to die within 30 days. And this Kala that just got married, the only, she's going to die, and he's going to die, and there's not going to be any kids. Naturally, she's going to fall to Yibum because he has a brother, but that brother is a Katan, and he's a really, Mamash a Katan, he's a baby, and she's going to have to wait for Yibum or Chalitza for 13 years, she's going to stay in Aguna. That's why I was crying. My time, what's the reason? When you heard that person, he said to the Ushkapal, he said to the shoemaker, make me shoes that will last seven years. Why did you laugh when you heard that? So Amalei answered him, that person doesn't even have seven days left to his life. He needs shoes that will last him seven years. And he asked him, why when you saw that fortune teller, he was telling people fortunes, why did you laugh? So Amalei told him, the guy was literally sitting on on, right on top of where the king's treasure was. So, he should just fortune tell about the thing that's right under him. So, he's busy selling people fortune tell, he's busy selling people their fortunes for a little bit of money. You should just look right under you and realize that you're on top of the king's treasure. So, Tarche, so what they do to Ashmedai, so they left Ashmedai and they detained him over there until the Beis Amigdash was completely built. One day, so Shlaime and Ashmedai, they were by themselves together and Amalei, 
The Pasuk says, that they're like lofty high up. So, how do we dash in this Pasuk? Lofty high up. That's referring to the Menachah Sharks. Sorry, Shlem is asking this to Ashmedai. So, why? What's so great about you? You're and Shadim. What's greater about you than me? So, Amrle, Ashmedai tells him, take off the chain that you have on me that has a Kaddish Baruch name that's been keeping me bound like this for the past few years since the base of English is being built. By the way, Ben Yoyad explains, now all the time during that, that this chain was on him, he looked like a person. As Rashi told us before, Shadim can change their appearances to look like different things. But the entire time, and the, the duration of the time that the chain was on him with Hashem Hashem, he looked like a regular person. So he tells Shlaima, take off this chain and I'm going to show you it. Take the chain off of me. Also, Give me your ring, your signet, and I'll tell you, I'll show you, I'll show you clearly why exactly I'm superior. So Shakli, Shilta Minai, so Shlaimai fell right into this. He took off the chain, and he gave him his signet and bale. And Ashmedai went, he had his power back, he wasn't bound by the chain with the Shem Hashem, and he swallowed him. So it's a machlekes, there's different ways to understand this. Either he swallowed Shlaimai Melech or he swallowed the ring. But Bali swallowed, and Oisve Lechad Gape Berakia, he put one of his wings in the Shemai. Put the other wing on the ground, and paske arba parse, and he threw Shlema Melech four hundred parsa away, an incredible amount of amount of uh, space. Hahi shaita, and on Ali shaita Amar Shlema, and on that time, that's when Shlema said, "My Yisra and the other mechol amada sheyamal tachas Hashemesh." What benefit does a person get with all of his amelus that he puts a tachas Hashemesh if he could lose it all in one second, basically? Vizeha yechel ki mikol amali, and basically this is all I get for all my amelus in one second. You could. Use everything. It says the Gemara, my vizeh. What's the vizeh? What's the addition that Shlomo Melech said? Vizeh hayochel ki mikol amali. So Rav Shmuel in Machlekes Rav Shmuel Chadam or one of them says makele. Meaning, what's vizeh? Sorry, what's he referring to that this specific thing is all I get from all my amilus? So what's this thing that he still has? Chadam or makele. One says he still had his staff. The Chadam or gundoy. One says he still had his royal garb. So, sorry, no. He was going around and knocking on doors. He was 400 parsa away, way far from Yerushalayim, and he's going around to the different doors, knocking on doors. Anywhere he got, Omar, he would say, I'm Koheles. I was the king on Yisrael in Yerushalayim, so, and no one took him seriously. When he got to the Sanhedrin, Omar Rabbanan, the said, a shaita, usually about one specific thing, he doesn't usually stick to one thing. And this person, he's telling us he's Melech Ali Yerushalayim and he's mamish sticking to it. A shaita usually, you know, he goes back, he flickers around, he's, this guy's speaking, sticking to one thing, so mahi. What exactly is going on? Let's try to check it out. So Amr Benayu, they told Benayu Ben did the Melech call you at all? And recently, so Amalum, no, he told him, no, not at all. So Shalchulun Makavasa. So now they sent to the queens, the different queens of Shalom Amalach. We know he had a bunch. So they sent to them, Kaasi Makalib Gabaihu, have you seen the king recently? So Shalchulu in Kaasi, he comes all the time. So Shalchulu Bidku Bikari. So they told him, check his legs. Shalchulu, so the wives, they sent back that. Memuki Kasu. He comes in like, he comes with his legs covered, really. He comes with like stockings, so you can't see his legs. And by the way, what's the point? Because we know Shadim have webbed feet, even when they're in their human form. They have webbed feet. Not only that, but not only that, but they, they're Tavea us. The wives are telling them, even when we're Nidas, he's Tavea us. Not only that, he's Tavea his own mother, Basheva. So they realized what was going on. They brought Shlaime, meaning this person that they first assumed was a Shaita, they brought in Shlaime. So they gave 
gave him his signet ring, Mishushilta, and the chain, the Chok of Hashem, that had the Shem Hashem on it, Ki Ayel, and when Shlomo Melch came back, Chazye Parach. So Ashmedai saw him, and he Ashmedai flew away. And even so, that Shlomo Melch got his throne back, he was afraid of him for the rest of his life. And that's what Shlomo Melch had such fear at night because of this, that Ashmedai would one, one day come back. He had, at least Pashup Shalom, this Pasuk, he had 60 warriors. With swords, Achuze Cherem, Melum de Melchama, standing around his bed every single night. Rav Shmuel, one final machlek is about this. Chadamar, one of them says, Melech Vehedyot, that he was a Melech in the beginning and he never went back to that full glory of Malchus. In the end, he was just a Hedyot compared to what he was before. Vehadamar, and the other one says, Melech Vehedyot Melech. No, he was a Melech, then he was a Hedyot. When he was kicked out of Yerushalayim, thrown 400 parts of it. But when he came back, he was the regular Melech he was before in full glory.